Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 467 with the wonderful Amy Miller. Amy is a fantastic comedian, and I so, so, so enjoyed chatting with her. I want to thank everyone who participated in any way, shape, or form in Max Fun Drive the last couple of weeks. Uh, so much love on the internet. For those of you who were able to join or upgrade or boost your membership, you are so, so, so appreciated and loved. But also those of you who couldn't do anything financially but wanted to make sure that you spread some JV Club love, that also means the world to me. So thank you so much. Now we can get back to doing business. I hope you enjoy this episode and I will talk to you next week. cut all of this out I don't know I, I mean in terms of like marking to- marking this as a place in time perhaps it's good to keep it in but I'm mm-hmm. also just like not coherent because I'm so fucking flustered about it but I don't even like I don't even need like I don't need to have any kind of conversation about someone who believes life begins at conception I just can't why do we don't have time for that like we can't that's not I'm, I'm not arguing that I have no fucking idea but I do know the history of the world and the history of the United States and what happens and who suffers, yeah. you know, and that just makes that just crushes my soul. Like you're not you don't understand, do you? Like you just aren't seeing that or you would rather a young woman be punished by hurting herself, committing suicide, having, a, you know, like having a kid and then not and no one wants it, even though you are the people who are like, eh, no, every child is important. And then I'm so sorry to so everyone in the South. I love you so much. And there's <laughs> really no reason for me. Your to accents accent. are beautiful. I really apologize. Especially when Reba does it. <laughs> very, very <laughs> limiting and very shitty. But um, that's like, you're not going to you're not going to pick up the pieces, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I, you know, I I was formerly very Christian mm. to like my early 20s. Yeah. And so I was kind of raised by these people that you're talking about. And um, and I was very Christian myself. But I remember feeling even as a kid, like being shown these like gnarly, like fake late term abortion videos and stuff to like get on board with this crisis, you know, right. the way that they saw it. I remember still having enough awareness about class, maybe because I was poor and my family was, and everything else that I was like, honestly, even if it is a life, I think it's fine. <laughs> like, I think it's fine. I think we should be able to. I mean, because also you have yeah. some awareness as a kid. <laughs> I'm not. But also, this is not completely about religious people. Obviously, this is about keeping poor people poor and controlling women and controlling people's bodies. The class system works very, very well in this country Mm. for one group. Um, And if they can keep it that way by just, you know, (sighs) putting their hands around our necks, um, it's, you know, they're going to be very motivated to do that, obviously, with a combination of just classic Christianity. But, yeah, I do remember just feeling like, oh, I'm not sure whether I believe life begins at conception or not. I mean, also, it's really you're almost 
learning about abortion in fundamentalist Christian churches before you fully know what sex is, mm-hmm. which is wild. That's so interesting. <laughs> That's so well said and like, so interesting. Like, you know that it, uh, it happens and maybe have some foggy idea. That's how people are made. And you know that it's a sin. Like, uh-huh. that's another bad one. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you have this idea that sex is, like, a sin also, and you're not supposed to do it until you're married, and so then abortion becomes this other, like, a topic that almost should be moot if you're a true Christian, right? Because if you're a true mm-hmm. Christian, you wait till you're married, and then you have sex to have children, and then you have as right. many children as anyone can stomach, um, right. <laughs> you know? And so it's like, well, I'm never going to have an abortion anyway. What does it have to do with me? But yeah, yeah. But I also I had a full honest. awareness because I was a smart kid that, um, you know, people, people sin all the time. People, I'm, you know, we're constantly doing all the sins we're told not to. And then you ask for forgiveness. And so like, well, oh, what if, what if one day that is sex and I get pregnant and I don't want that or, you know, I'm too young or whatever. And it's like, oh, uh, yeah, it's all very depressing, Janet. <laughs> Amy, but it's wonderful to see we you. at each other. <laughs> now you, we have to leave it in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so what, what type of Christianity were you raised in as a kiddo? So I was Baptist, but it's interesting because I grew up in the Bay Area. So <laughs> interesting choice. Yeah, major Baptist <laughs> conglomerate in there. Yeah. Um, I was a free will Baptist. It's a very, um, very conservative arm of the Baptist church that really exists. It's like also one of the smallest sex, sex, sex. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's a hard word to She's say. Talking about sex. She is talking about sex. I just heard no, her. No, sex. I just heard her. Um, Freewheeling. That's not. That's so free, misleading. Free will. Oh, okay. That would be. That would be fun though. More freewheeling, Baptist. That you said freewheeling. I was part of the freewheeling, the freewheel. Baptist sect, which is very conservative. I was like, but it's freewheeling. It's mumbo jumbo moving and grooving. Yeah, Put keep it. on trucking. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I am now. I'm freewheeling. Got it. Um, <laughs> free will Baptist. So it was very much, it was like, you know, just a lot of emphasis on personal responsibility. Like God gave you free will so that you gotcha. can choose to either honor him or sin. That kind of thing. Um, very fire and brimstone, you know, mm. and and yeah, just upset. You know, I was like, I'm in in church in the 90s. I mean, this obsession with gay rights and gay anything and abortion was just nonstop. And there were just the two things. I mean, it is truly an obsession. Mm. And and then you kind of look around, you know, what's going on even your own neighborhood you know i'm in like a working class um, neighborhood in the east bay that i'm like seems like there's a lot of other stuff to worry about (laughs) you know and i remember my older sister who was not religious was like going to the aids march and raising money and stuff and and i was like oh that's cool and then you know my pastor was telling me like she was like a demon you know for like raising money for AIDS research and uh, yeah. it's just like I think she's like a, a better person than me right now yeah um, so I'm hanging I mean, out with you guys it's so we're so lucky when we have those people in our lives who stand out I mean if we're able to kind of cognitively puzzle through that stuff the way you were just describing doing if we are able to do that to have that person 
that you're like, because for me, it was my dad because I had to go to Mormon church with my mom, Mm. who, by the way, was an extraordinarily liberal and accepting Democrat. Like everything about her was not conservative Christian at all, like at all. But it was her community. It was her fate. Like, that's what she grew up in. There are promises that are made to you within the Mormon church, not dissimilar from Scientology, where you're like, I would like to be a god someday. I want my own cloud. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Little Janet. I want my own cloud. (laughs) Hello down there. Hello, my people. Um, I'm sorry I forgot to give you noses. Uh, But yeah. But I think, you know, you sort of it's it's. She was very much one of those people who couldn't, you know, couldn't let go because there was stuff about it that was meaningful. And she did feel like she had a relationship with, quote unquote, Heavenly Father, because that is kind of how it's put in the Mormon church. But all of her behavior was like super liberal. You know, everything she voted, she voted hard, hard Democrat, fiercely proud Democrat. So all even there, I had this sort of like juxtaposition. But then my dad was an atheist. They weren't. They didn't stay married. And same as your sister, to have that person, I really took the long way around on that, sorry, to have that person that you're like, gosh, I don't know, like I really respect and love this person in my life who's a little bit of a role model to me, and it's just not jiving with this idea that they're the worst person in the world because they're not also at church with me. Mm -hmm. So to have the gift of that, that, that creates that like cognitive dissonance, that like uncanny valley where you're like, Suddenly, I cannot look like I can't or maybe always I can't look at this through a lens like these other people are looking at through it. Like there's something in the way. And that thing often is your ticket to walking away from something that you that you don't agree with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was a a huge disconnect with just their actions, too. Right. Because in church, we are learning like the teachings of Jesus and that it's important to help people who need help and show compassion and love thy neighbor. But then the church's, like, activism was all just, again, really obsessed with, like, anti-abortion, anti-gay stuff. And I'm like, why are we not? Like, you know, because they were so fundamentalist and in the Bay Area, which is, like, a really weird thing to do, which is also what got me out of it because I'm like, I'm going to grow up here without queer friends. Okay, yeah. good luck. And yeah. then, you know, I'm 25 years old, just going down on women. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oops. Oopsie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was just like, oh, you guys like talk a lot about these things at church. And when we read the Bible, and I know that they're in there, and I'm like, okay, with Christ. Um, but everything else you do is really coming from a hateful place, like an antagonistic place. And so yeah. this doesn't really add up. So then you're telling me that my sister, who's sort of like raised money, raising money for research to help people who are sick, all of whom are not gay, by the way, which I don't mm-hmm. think. I was like, uh, I even- don't think that's right at all. I'm pretty sure it's all gay. <laughs> no, pretty Janet. sure it's all gays. What? 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 No. And I just, really? I just like didn't. Yeah, it didn't add up for me. Um, <sighs> I have a funny abortion story from the church, if you want to lighten this up Now, welcome to Funny Abortion Segment. Great. And I also Does it involve I... slipping out of banana peel? <laughs> Basically, it's worse than that. And I right. just, I wrote this like into a script of a show that I was pitching. Sorry to get LA, but. Um, <laughs> That's fine. So disgusting what we do. Um, 
But and and everyone in the room was just sort of like, this can't be real, right? Your imagination oh. is so wild. Uh-huh. But <laughs> every year my church would do basically like you know about hell houses, like they're yes, like indeed. yeah. And so we would do a version of that that was outside on the creek. It was called Tribulation Trail. Um, How folksy and outdoorsy. I love it. Frontiers people. (laughs) Well, you know, we have good weather year round. Yeah, take advantage of it. (laughs) Hear that babbling creek in the background. (laughs) It was similar to the house that it's like you're going through sort of stages of different sins. And so we would audition for these parts, right? So there is like, you know, there's the two kids who were drinking and driving, like, oh, terrible sin, you know, and they basically you walk through all these different major sins and then you end up in hell mm-hmm. which is fun it's for kids it's for children <laughs> for sure wait i can you break it down a little bit for me just so i have an image it, for the for example the two people in the car are they like miming being in a car or are you in a car or is it like you know you're holding a broomstick and like sit you know what i mean like how <laughs> yeah. how real is the are the sets if you will if it's outside right. for this various sins so the budget was not huge, Janet, <laughs> as you may uh-huh. imagine. There's uh-huh. a lot of cardboard sort of science project Great. stuff Great. going on. I mean, uh-huh. the thing was that each sin would kind of start with like a fun moment. That's how hell houses get you, right? So it's like two friends drinking, no big deal. Yeah, we're teenagers. Who cares? It's just one, it's just one sip. And then um they get into two chairs. They're just chairs. Got it. With <laughs> Fake steering wheels. I mean, you know. <laughs> okay. Maybe right. there's well, some you know sort what? of yeah. brick for uh-huh. the gas pedal. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did um, you audition? Yes. So so there's this drinking driving room. The gay room, and again, everything starts fun. The gay room starts just as like a party. It's literally the most fun room. You know, it's like sure. that's the part everyone wants because it's, yeah. it's just a gay club and everyone's dancing and it's really, really fun. Um, and then, you know, you just end it up in a fiery pit of hell uh-huh. for obvious reasons. Um, uh-huh. But I wanted to be the abortion girl. And that is like a girl... <laughs> Too young to be pregnant a lot of the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> On Gotta a table. It yeah. yeah. Like it oh. starts with a romance between two teens, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, cute. They're in love. And then, oh, no, they have sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's the worst thing you can do. And then she's just on a hospital table, gushing blood, <laughs> screaming. You know how abortions outside. go? Just all of this being outside is so much weirder and better in <laughs> yeah. just a real fucked up way. You know how medically safe abortions uh-huh. just make you scream and shoot blood uh-huh. out from yeah. between your legs? Uh-huh. Um, totally. <laughs> and, and that was the part that I always wanted to play because it just seemed like, you know, kind of meaty. <laughs> not not it's, a good it's word. Certainly, it certainly sounds the most like an actual horror movie, right? Yes. I mean, it definitely seems. And it's like just you. You're the star. Totally. Because I'll tell you something. No baby's going to steal your scene. Oh <laughs> no, God, no, no. I can't no. believe I said that. I'm horrible. But yeah. No, because I killed that baby. Okay. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. You did. <laughs> and it and it is, by the way, a baby doll like coming right. out bloody. Like a Cabbage Patch Kid. <laughs> oh, as we all know. Again, how it works. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And I, I never got it. Like, this other girl always got it. And, you know, I would have to end up, like, selling tickets or whatever, which is still the story of my, like, self-shaped life. <laughs> Just <laughs> do 20 a week and um, don't sit by the phone because it is not ringing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, hear, <laughs> so I, I mean, just, I like, really hear you. 
work the box office or whatever, but I like always wanted to be the, so I'm like telling this story in like a pitch with like studio execs. Uh (laughs) And they're like, how did you come up with this? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I didn't have to. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Because that's how insane a lot of Christians are. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's this fear-based teaching too that you're like, you have you have no choice but to pick it apart. It is literally like a horror movie where you're like, you know, I like I get very easily scared, you know, and maybe it's because of my Christian upbringing, but uh-huh. I can't watch a lot of horror. But what gets me through it is going like, it's not real. This isn't how it would really happen. You know, right. she's not really dying. Yes. And I was sort of always like that with the church that I was like, this feels like an exaggeration, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I'm a good kid. Like, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Good for you. I I'm, I probably have told this on the podcast before, but I've also been doing the podcast for 10 years. And I will say I feel very comfortable in saying it's been a long, long time since I told this story, if Perfect. I have. And I haven't heard is, it. So. And you haven't Come heard on. it. But which is that when I very quickly after I moved to Los Angeles, um, I my manager at the time was part of the Hollywood Hell House that was here at the formerly the Steve Allen Theater. And it was uh, it was like they did it, you know, line for line as you you know, they use absolutely they they use that script of the f- famed Hollywood or the famed Hell House and famous people did all of the rooms. And it was and it went through, you know, the month of October or whatever, because it was very it was the point was that it was very Halloween based because mm-hmm. they, they wanted to make it as horror. I mean, is that something they do in the Hell House? Is that like a is that a Halloween era? Like yes. Is that. Okay, oh, so yeah, commonly it's definitely is. for okay. Halloween. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Okay, so the I don't remember any. I don't remember who was in it, any of it. I well, except I know Sarah Silverman was in it, but I can't remember what Sarah did. Mm. But I one hundred percent remember that Padgett Brewster was the abortion girl, and Joe well, I'll Rogan. I'll tell you, Sarah wouldn't have been in my tribulation trail just for being Jewish alone. I know, I know. <laughs> Listen, there were a lot of Jews getting to play some roles in the Hell House, and Joe Rogan was Jesus at the oh end. Oh my God, and that's amazing story. He, yeah, and he was, uh, and and I just. Like because of where he was positioned um, and he was bare chested, like what you're looking at when you walk out towards the end of the hell house is his chest. And he had like shaved his chest, but it was growing back. Um, so it was like this, you know, very specific, like hot bod L.A. guy who needs to rewax or shave his, you know, shave it again. And that was the funniest thing to me. Like, I could not stop laughing at the idea of Jesus shaving his chest. Like, that just made me so happy. Um, but it was it was very impressive. It was an impressive uh, thing that they did. And um, and to know and I never had heard of a Hell House before I saw that one. So it was so funny. On? It like, was a the- I think it was a theater company. It was hmm. like the Elephant Theater or some. It was definitely a theater company that my manager was part of because he was also a wonderful playwright. And he played like the sort of demon who kind of escorts people through. I don't know. Again, if yes. that's is that real? That's a thing that happens too. Yeah, so he usually you have like a host. Demon. Yeah, yeah, I think he was like the demon guy. Yeah, like the host guy. It was like showing you the pathway to hell, basically. And Got then, it. Yeah, and just in case people don't know, and I'm sure this didn't happen at the <laughs> the Hollywood version, but at the church version, you are supposed to then go immediately to talk with a pastor or younger sort of deacon person to get saved if you want to avoid all this 
Right. Tribulation you just walked through. Yeah. Let me ask you this. In the gay room before things, you know, like it starts out fun, like you said, but then does anyone kiss each other? And they get like, how do <laughs> no. you depict that? Well, how do you depict no, it then? No. How do you depict it? Of course not. But I think even just that tension of probably like 13 year old boys who are like pretending like they're dancing together, but like, ooh, can we kiss? No, we can't. Uh-huh. Like, I think that probably like popped some early boners on its oh, own. Oh, I'm sure know? it did. <laughs> I mean, what a kink. That's something you'd really carry with you through your life. Like being gay, being in a Christian community, then getting to pretend you're gay in a situation in which you absolutely 100% cannot be caught with a boner. That's pretty oh, hot. Janet, That's pretty hot. Church is kink, okay? Quote yes, me on indeed. this. Church is yes, kink. Indeed. And it all comes up later. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so funny. Like, well, I, I mean, I'm not in the gay community obviously but I know I just even from like cooking up with dudes who like grew up super fundamentalist Christian like I think I mostly don't have that many issues from it (laughs) my Uh therapist calls like I hear you on this podcast um, lying Um. (laughs) I actually have your therapist right here could you come in here please it's weird that you and I didn't get together in person but I did bring your therapist over it always does creep into kink do you know what I mean it's like yeah and I've been with dudes who grew up like super Christian like me who who there's still this hotness about like um making something seem like it's forbidden like you know just doing like over the pants stuff or like through the sheets you know yes and it well yeah you were Mormon you get it there you've you know about soaking well, wait, soaking? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. No, the problem is is that I wasn't, I didn't behave in any way as a, as a Mormon. Good for um, you. The rest of the time that I wasn't sitting in church. And then I also didn't behave like I was Mormon when I was in church. So I didn't, you know, like I, I was, you know, I started having sex when I was 16. And, Good. you know, I was doing drugs when I was 13. I and was praying so, for you at that thank time. You. Oh, you th- that's what got, and that's what got me through. Because you were in a cult. Because it certainly and wasn't you my choices. <laughs> Certainly wasn't my choices. Nope. And now I know it was your prayers. You're Thank welcome. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. Um, well, soaking's <laughs> a new craze in okay. the Mormon church, especially at BYU. And Wait, how do you know this? Well, I had a religion podcast for three years. So oh, I would... my God, that's right. <laughs> of course you did. Of it's ended... course you did. <laughs> it ended recently, but, you know, I read yes. a lot of religion stories when I can still yes yes and it's just endlessly fascinating but yes. this got so popular that BYU itself had to address it and like take a stay like figure out you know how they based on Mormon teachings like where they stand so soaking and and I think there's like a jump and soak I might not be getting the terminology <laughs> correct but it's basically that these Kids at BYU, like a dude or a person with a penis, will lay back um, hard, and and then someone sits on it, but they don't move. Uh Okay, and that so that's not technically sex before marriage because there's no sort of uh, insertion or movement. But then a friend comes along and jumps on the bed. So there's a third person there, which is already again kink. Church totally is kink. hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh um, to God. make the bed go up and down so that they have some sort of action without themselves doing anything. Oh and this- my God! So there is. So at that time, 
Are you telling me that at that time, when the person starts jumping on the bed, like full penetration happens, but it's like not them doing it? Yes. Because oh the bed God, is moving. That is They're not. So naughty. <laughs> that third person jumping on the bed. I mean, this is great. The oh, jumper. What a mess. What a mess. <laughs> and so BYU had to actually address it and be like, this is sexual activity before marriage. <laughs> Like nice Those try, kids everyone. They know it is. They know it is. <laughs> well, you know That's what's funny thing. is with TikTok, it's like they're telling their own secrets. Like this could have gone on, you know, underground. But then, right. like all these TikToks came out about like jumping and soaking or whatever. It's and so called. soaking. I guess I don't know why it's called soaking. Am I because you're just I, like, soaking naive? the penis in a vagina? Oh. It's marinating. It's not moving. <laughs> soaking. Yeah, I guess I feel like there could be a better term for it. I agree, but maybe not because it's too because it's so far afield from what you would imagine it being that, it, that I guess that's brilliant because they thought like, oh, we've come up with a name that is very funny, has a reason for being named what it is, but also no adult would ever guess, ever guess what we mean when we're talking about it. Exactly, Ugh. exactly, and it is sad that the adults found out because now they're technically forbidden from doing this. But what's and so what are, are there other? I'm so I so <laughs> want to do a podcast about Mormonism. I really do. I appreciate the innovation, especially as a former I Christian, know. because you, you know we all did creative. Yeah, we all did the standard like workarounds. You know where you're like I'm not really having sex. I mean, it used to just be like butt sex, and not all <laughs> yeah, people like oral. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you have titties, there's, you know, there's another spot, but not everyone has titties. Um, thank yeah. you. Thank you, God, for yeah. mine. Yeah. Broke a lot of rules. Um, <laughs> you know, under the arm. It's like there's all this uh-huh. weird shit. <laughs> yeah. The crook of your elbow. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, so I really appreciate just that they, like, innovated, like, this late in life. You all know? the like, way through to full penetration. <laughs> Yes, it's amazing. Oh, Mormon oh, kids. God. Well, they got into a good school, you know, so yeah. they have to be smart. You yeah. know, a lot of these kids are probably going to be engineers and stuff. So, well, again, it's a very <laughs> I, I, listen. I've I've said it before. It to me, it's it's a very very American religion, and it is this sort of like there is still a lot of kind of like industry encouraged and like you know entre- entrepreneurship in the Mormon community. So. And that's why all of these like MLMs get born out of it. And, you know, just I feel and and I feel like I want to say like 30 percent of the true crime documentaries that get made, if not more. I oh, I'm just sitting back going like, so when does someone join the church or leave the church? (laughs) Like when when will someone appear who is a flapsed Mormon or is has become Mormon because they're a psychopath and they've realized it's like the best group of people to take advantage of. Like it's always on the fringes, if not dead center of the story. But I I think the idea of being like, you know, listen, we are really wholesome people. Uh, We also have to come up with solutions. I mean, we're still people. So I'm going to go ahead and patent this idea of soaking. But again, the idea that you would be like, but I'm I'm pretty confident that um, this is okay. (laughs) That it's not like... Yeah, that you could take it to that extreme and feel like you're still f- abiding by the rules is hilarious. <laughs> and I just I don't think I can believe that anybody who is doing that is like, no, 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 I'm still good. <laughs> no, 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 well, no, 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 no
it just shines a light on how many, like if there are a lot of loopholes in your texts, whether it's the Bible or the Book of Mormon or the Quran, it's like maybe that isn't what you're supposed to be living by word for word, you know? Right. Maybe it got retranslated a bunch of times. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Maybe there are mm-hmm. almost conflicting ideas within the same book. Oh, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Maybe some crazy dude said that the angel Moroni came to him and told him to write this book, you know, just hypothetically. I mean, that um, did happen. That did happen. Not but very whatever, long ago. Whatever, it's cool. Um, Grove of Trees. <laughs> Grove of Trees. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Thank you so much to everyone who participated in this year's Max Fun Drive. If you're a member who wants to purchase additional patches, our annual shop is now live. The proceeds for this year's sale will be going to Trans Lifeline. Anytime is a good time to donate to Trans Lifeline, but this year it feels particularly important. Trans Lifeline is a nonprofit for the trans community by the trans community. We're grateful that with your support, we'll be able to help Trans Lifeline connect trans folks to the support and resources they need to survive and thrive. The sale will run until Friday, May 20th. Folks at the $10 monthly level and above will have access to all of the patches from the drive. We also have a special network patch starring Nutsy that all members can purchase. For more information on Trans Lifeline, visit translifeline.org. And for more information on the patches, head to MaximumFun.org slash patch sale. So obviously you have this fascination with with religion, which I totally appreciate and am realizing that I have to go back and listen to all the episodes of your podcast. Yeah, uh, I wish I had had you on. Oh, man. Well, time for a reboot. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> How so? Be, and part of that for you was, I guess, being in the Bay Area and having that stark contrast and having those experiences that you had through your sister, and also like having were, were you having stirrings of feelings like what was your sexuality like as a teenager and what was your high school like? Like were were you surrounded by people who didn't believe what you quote unquote believed religiously, or was or were you going to a school where you were like surrounded by people who also were like this is this is the right way to do things oh well it was a combination I mean sexuality wise I was definitely like fully straight and I I mean I think I still am but you know I don't know listen we're all by now right I have had a girlfriend but (laughs) great but I don't I think I like aged out I'm 41 so I'm like I don't I like god bless all the young um bi queens um but I also am like I don't I don't feel like it's my struggle to be like I'm queer um Whatever. That's my shit. Do whatever you want to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like not trying to get on like a diversity showcase in comedy or whatever uh-huh. is uh, the shitty thing that I always say. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I I mean, I had to seek those people out. You know, there's always this message in Christianity that if you're a true Christian, the world is constantly going to test you. They're always going to be against you. And high school is one of the hardest parts, right? It's it's like why the church does so much recruitment around teens. Because mm. A, we all want a community, a group to belong to, our little crew, you know. And so we're not friendless and uh-huh. alone. And also because these messages constantly get revalidated. You're like, you know what I am? The devil is tempting me every single day. That's sure. weird. 
when you're a little kid, it's a little different because you're just like all little kids are pretty much per- perfect, like uh-huh. without <laughs> sin, going to heaven. And so, yeah, puberty is <laughs> when these things come up. So yeah. I did, I like joined the Christian club, which is so embarrassing. And, you know, I was just, a, I, I tried to find like other Christian kids to hang out with. Um it's not easy, and then it's not it's not easy when you start. Uh, well, first of all, Christian Club was during lunch, which is like, what a horrible way to enjoy your lunch. <laughs> and then kids yeah. who, because I did have some friends, it wasn't uncool. I was always writing that middle. I mean, I guess like exactly where I am in stand up comedy, where I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not a dork, but I'm not like you know the top of the food chain. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so kids would walk by who didn't know that I was even that Christian and see me in Christian club at lunch and be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what are you, what, did you get lost? You know, and then you start getting crushes on boys. And I'm like, I, I like this boy who's not a Christian at all. But he's very, seems like he's not going to hell. You know, he seems like yeah. a nice kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you want to like fool around and listen to regular music. Because my church was very like, no secular music, no oh, rated R movies. Yeah. Okay. I still yeah, did no it. Yeah, no secular music. Yeah, no secular music. So it was was it like um, could you listen to Christian music that was that was like you know Creed oh. or whatever? Like could oh. you listen to like rock oh, and roll Janet. for Jesus kind of stuff? <laughs> I went to a lot of Christian music events. Nice uh, Christian music days at Great America, um, which is an amusement park in the Bay Area. Uh huh. Yep. Oh, big, big fun. Yeah, DC talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, uh, I went to concerts and I bought yeah. their albums and, you know, I loved. Jars of Clay was like on the cool end, but there mm-hmm. were a lot of Christian groups that were not cool that I uh-huh. listened to. Michael W. Smith. Okay. I went to so many Christian concerts, but because my siblings were not, and my parents, this is another complication of this story, were not Christian at all. Like, I was exposed to everything, you know. So I still, like, watched regular movies as a kid and listened to other music. I just always felt bad about it. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, Wait, okay, so I thought that you were, yeah, because when we started talking and you said you sort of were brought up in or that you were part of, I think, uh, I, yeah. I, think I missed the part where your parents I brought myself weren't. up in it. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, <laughs> yeah. got it. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, because of that, you know, I mean, churches do actively recruit. They still do. But at this time, it was like, you know, a guy would bring a van around to the Mm -hmm. neighborhood and be Mm -hmm. like, like my my parents were wild. They were like, you know, just full like white trash party animal alcoholics. Yeah. Just working class folks who get fucked up on the weekend. And um, so, you know, the van came around and this guy was like, I'll take your kids to church. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like, oh, well, that is when football is on on yes. Sunday. So yeah. please take my. Got and it. so every per- person's, you know, normal parents worst nightmare, which is it's the 80s and you're letting your little girl get into a strange van. They were like, bye, have fun at church. And that's how it started, literally. And I yeah, just took okay. to it and I stuck with it for a really long time. My yeah. s- One of my sisters went with me and she, she stuck to it even longer than I did, but she's pretty, mm-hmm. she's pretty chill now. Yeah. So was that a feeling of what, I mean, here's the thing. I, when I've seen snippets of 
And I, again, I did not have an, a, a strong awareness of this kind of community until I was like a, a fully grown adult that there were such things. I mean, I, we had, my dad had friends who had, you know, th- definitely had Christian songs, like fun kids Christian songs that were different than the like kids songs I was taught in Mormon church. And they seemed more fun. Like I, de- and I definitely remember listening to them in the car in California, like on the way I'm from Tucson, but on the way to Disneyland with my dad's kind of best friend and and their kids, and they listened to those songs. And so I thought they were cool. Like, I associated that music with, like, being cool and living in California and going to Disneyland. So <laughs> their Christian music was cool, and mine was just, like, hymns that you sing in, in church, you know. But I didn't know that there was, like, places where, you know, I didn't know. I didn't. I don't think I even knew what the creed was about God. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I just wasn't paying enough attention. And so even being like, I know I remember Cole Stratton and I, um, my one of my Sketchfest partners were looking at a venue and it was like the Regency or whatever in San Francisco just a few years ago. And they were like, we're going to walk you through. It was a Sunday morning. And so there was this this group. And I will say I certainly knew about them from before just a few years ago. But this was the first time I ever saw it in person. Saw like a bunch of tatted up like hot guys <laughs> and like real cute girls and a fairly diverse crowd. I was sort of expecting all white folks and it wasn't. And it was pretty cool, Amy. Yeah. You know, it definitely was like and I and I think I had a, a, the first like real visceral sense of of oh i i totally could have fallen for this like because i love music and i love music in the way that you feel delivered by music like i mm. love the rhapsody of of music and i like the sort of community of like people loving the same song together in a crowd you know what i mean and yeah. so you you're I'm primed because then you throw God on top of it and it's like God loves you this is all about how God loves you so much I think I I mean I could have gotten into that because it's it is the sort of like you know like 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 transcendence that kind of thing yeah I could see that I can see it yeah there's I mean I have uh, comedian friends who go now to the Hillsong in Brooklyn like Hillsong thank you yes cool church is back um, I mean, it's a lot of this conversation around Chris Pratt, right? Because he's part of yes, Zo- Zoe or whatever, which uh-huh. has like an umlaut on the E. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> just no. Um, I see them because they sometimes meet by my, I live right by the El Rey Theater and mm-hmm. they sometimes use the El Rey for their church. And, you know, the conversation is like, well, why is it such a big deal that we have a celebrity? First of all, a white celebrity who loves Jesus because, you know, black famous people have been shouting out to God. Correct. uh, Forever. And then for some reason, people just didn't count that or whatever. And now Chris Pratt's like, I'm a Christian and it's a big deal. Um, And it's, you know, uh, people are calling him homophobic. Maybe he is. I don't know this man. But it's like that conflict where he's like no I go to cool church but also we do believe in the word of God and that the Bible is true and that um, gay people are sinning and it's like this side note and so people are like no wait wait what about wait what just move back like that's cool you guys do community outreach and feed the homeless and stuff but also like wait what Uh (laughs) and so he just like won't address it and so people are like trying to get him fired and canceled or whatever but it's you know, again, there have been 
actors, athletes, celebrities who love Christ forever. It's just that now that it's like this funny white guy we all love that it it's just wild. I mean, he should address it. First of all, he should just come yes. out and say like, I support the gay community, obviously. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> yes. So maybe he is homophobic. I don't know. But the cool church thing is still based on the Bible. So it is like, yeah, hot tattoo guys. And they actually do real uh, activism, real work a lot of the time. And it's like chill and everyone's welcome, quote unquote. But then they're still like, but the Bible is real. So read it and must, believe it. Yeah, <laughs> They like, must no, have. What? I mean, yeah. But like with as many like Presbyterian and Unitarian churches that are far less, quote unquote, cool, who do embrace get the gay community. And, you know, they're, they they do. They like I, I mean, I know there's not a million of them, but like there are definitely some really great organizations who are they truly mean it when they say everybody's welcome and, you know, they've sort mm-hmm. of shied away from the literal interpretation to the point where they're like, you know what? Our takeaway, regardless of what the words say, is that God loves everyone. And if you're a good person, you're welcome here. So it's kind of funny that like it is interesting that the what would seem to be the most progressive environment would sort of still be hiding like more deeply enmeshed conservative mm-hmm. biblical values when, you know, you can go to a church in San Francisco that's like pretty Catholic seeming. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> yeah. kind of dry. You know, it's still kind of like this is boring kind of, but there's a rainbow flag hanging out the front and like everyone is welcome and that's real. You know, but then you go to the place where it seems like, you know, two chicks could be kissing backstage and you'd be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jesus loves us. Like Jesus <laughs> loves all of us. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well there yeah, there are churches in the bay that have like um queer ministers, lesbian ministers and have, you know, started to like it's a universalist churches and stuff like that. I mean, these were things I was taught was like like those were cults. And I'm like, what they're studying the Bible too and doing like all the same shit. And my church was like, no, no. That that's that's literally like the the image of the devil as like the sheep in or the right. wolf in sheep's clothing yeah. of like, you know, that's how the devil will trick you. And so don't yeah. You know, it seems like they're welcoming and fun, but you got to stay here in old boring church because that's how you're going to get into heaven. Yeah. But yeah, it is an it's an interesting time for that. I just I mean, the 80s also was like so crazy. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. It was the perfect time to recruit and instill fear into kids and teenagers because sure. we're just all like like consuming all this media all the time and it's sort of the start of like sensationalist news and of course the AIDS crisis and you're like, well, I guess it maybe it does add up that, you know, being gay is a sin because look what look what's happening or like, you know, well, there's so much crime in my neighborhood. Maybe that's because I live in a liberal city, you know, and you're like, huh, okay, so God's punishing us from above mm-hmm. <laughs> for our mm-hmm. action. Like, yeah. it was very easy for them to, like, get us at that time. And yeah. I think now it's just, uh, I don't know, people just have so much more information that you have to entice people other ways. And one way now is to, like, make it kind of hot and cool right. yeah. and do yeah. it at a music venue. I mean, I've talked myself into it. I am fully in. <laughs> I am going to Hope Song. Love Song, Wellspring. What is it called? Hillsong. Hope, well. Hillsong. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, 
you know what? But then, of course, me, the leader yeah. of Hillsong also got in all this trouble for like being a creep to women. So it's like, yeah, nope, all adds up. Yeah, yeah. There's some. There's always that. It's always like the who's who really high up uh, son in the what now <laughs> is doing what was caught with what images on his computer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, you just reminded me when you said uh, wolf in sheep's clothing, you just reminded me of the Evan Rachel Wood documentary about her her kind of coming forward to name uh, Marilyn Manson as her abuser. Mm. Um, and that someone in, someone in that documentary described him as a wolf in wolf's clothing. And I just thought that was so great. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, that's brilliant. It's so simple and it's so good. Oh, that's so true. That's so funny. Yeah. When, sometimes when people are just so explicitly out there, you're like, oh, there was. Oh, you were. Literally telling us who you were. A hundred percent. You told us it was oh. ironic. How that was really just smart enough to fool a lot of people. Yeah. But like every I mean, piece of evidence was like, wait a minute, I don't think this is ironic at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean how many jokes did we tell about jerking off in front of people? For sure. I guess For sure. Book. Like so many. For sure. <laughs> it's For one sure. of his favorite topics. The Grammy winner Louis C.K. or <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favorite comedian. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And when did you start getting into comedy? Um, I started in 2010. So, um, and, and, you know, you're such a big part of my early comedy goals because I started in the Bay. So yeah. it's like one of the first things is you're like, I got to get into sketch fest yeah. or I'll kill myself. Oh. <laughs> I know when you're, when your guy reached out to me, I was like, oh, come on. I've had Amy on the pod. <laughs> Surely we've already talked on the pod. <laughs> what? How is that not possible? Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Uh, and, and so and, one, two years go by and you're like, okay, okay, well, I'm really new. I'm really new. So I understand why they didn't put me in. And then you kind of get that like little showcase spot and it's just funny. And now I'm like, I'm not coming unless you pay me, Cole. <laughs> and where's my hotel <laughs> room? Rightly so. Rightly so. Rightly <laughs> you know? so. Rightly and I'm like, oh, so. remember when this was just like, yeah, just a huge dream. And now I'm like, let's negotiate. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need to actually pitch you a show. Now, hear me out. <laughs> It's a hell house. Stay with me. I don't even know what the context was of the hell house being part of the pitch because you told that story. But I don't know if that's like the story is about a hell house or if it's like this is. No, I mean, it is kind of my story, although I like deleted my siblings altogether. I don't know why. It just made it easier. But um, I think that makes my my dad died when I was really young. So eventually, because I was the youngest, I was like just living alone with my mom, who was like kind of a party animal. And I was still very, very Christian, which is a really funny dynamic to have in your home. So it's kind of about that. It's like about a teenage girl who is super Christian and living with her um, party mom. But it's also like kind of a cool teenage girl and like wants to have queer friends and it's called Christian Club. Whatever. Tell I your friends. I want to see it. I want to see Christian Club. The, that feels like you. a no-brainer. The Hell House was just in the pilot episode. Like I thought it would be Got funny it. if the pilot was her auditioning for the abortion girl. I love everything about so this. Full circle. I, I, let me start. <laughs> let me think about some networks where this would it would be right for this. Um, oh, please. When I first thought of Showtime. I hope that it, you didn't already pitch them because I feel I like haven't. they could do a great half hour. Um, it's the network that brought us weeds. Mm-hmm. You know that could be a good spot for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we're still no, we're still moving forward and right. um, continuing to pitch, but. But it is funny, like, talking about Hill songs, like, some of the feedback has been, oh, just, like, tackling religion. And, and it's like, and you're talking to um, studio execs who a lot of the time 
are from LA or from right. New York. They live here. Um, a lot of them, again, are culturally Jewish. And so it's like, oh, like people are doing this. Like it doesn't, and I'm like, almost everyone in this country <laughs> is going to church. Yeah. And then these things come up, like the like the row situation today, this week, that it's like, oh, there's this reminder, like we live in a really fucking Christian country. And but I've never and I've seen, you know, the Jesus Camp story and I've seen the Righteous Gemstones. I've seen like, oh, Christians are crazy. But I've never seen that show that's like, well, yeah, I want to have like your mom. Like, I want to have this community. I like going to church. I don't like all these gnarly hateful parts of it right um and that's most of the country right that's now most of the country and that's You're like so right gen z that's why gen z is going to hillsong because they're figuring out this balanced way to have that community that people don't always have like we're lucky we're in comedy we got into a thing that's literally like friendships for life yeah but that's rare you know that's really rare and the only the main other way that people just have a network of hundreds of friends uh is church like yeah absolutely that's what people do and absolutely it can be a really good thing and so i was like i don't know i mean i would watch a show about with that nuanced take on religion like absolutely um, absolutely someone 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 understands that i mean they just i mean under the banner of heaven just came out and that's about yeah. the most mellow. I mean, I don't. I I think I don't. It might be just absolute trash. I love. Have you, you watched any? I'm yet? so glad you made it. I've watched half of the first episode, uh, and and so all I can say is it suffers from like someone's. I I think someone on the outside at the network saying like, I think you're really going to need to, what we're going to need to do is it's an immersion thing where you're really going to need to immerse people into the Mormon culture very quickly. Mm -hmm. So as many times as you can mention Heavenly Father in like the first five (laughs) minutes would be very helpful to people. So there's this like over the top, like, you know, cartoonish rendition of certain moments. And I kept trying to say to myself like, well, you know, like I was watching it with, with my partner and, and, you know, I, I was doing that horrible thing where I was like, they would never say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And, well, you know, and, th- and then I would stop myself. I would back up and I'd be like, well, I can only speak to like communities that I've been directly like connected with in some way, you know, like in Arizona. And I was like, this takes place in like Idaho or Utah. And he goes, you mean where most of your relatives live? <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's correct. That's actually correct. So I actually am right. This is not a thing that they would say. Well, um, I haven't started it yet, but I w- was talking to my old podcast co-host about it because we read the book and we did like yeah. several special episodes on yes, on yes. the book, which is amazing. Book's I amazing. think it, I can imagine, he said that it, was sort of turned into a cop show. And I can't imagine this process where some exec was like, people like cop shows and they like true crime. We can't, but it is the story of extremist Mormons. Like that is what the book is and what this real story is. Yes. Um, I mean, the book gives you an entire, it's a great book, by the way. It's a great book, everybody, if you haven't read it. He's so good at... Mm, making you feel like you are like he gives you basically entire the entire background of the Mormon church and yes. the extremist uh, faction of the Mormon church Factions, while also like we should say yes while also weaving in this great end 
grisly true crime yeah. story. Like I literally have images in my brain that will never go away. So I can see how it suffered maybe from the same thing in the process of being made where someone was like, let's not make it just about religion or, or yeah, let's drag the religion, make them seem as like ridiculous as we can, even though millions of people <laughs> are in it. Right, right, You know, right. and it's just so interesting. Like there's... There's always I think this- it's, it seems yeah it seems like it's exoticizing it a little bit in this kind of like pseudo fetishistic way that felt like mm-hmm. and maybe that's maybe that's not fair and maybe there are other Mormons lapsed Mormons or whatever watching it who are going like this is spot on in every way um, but maybe. yeah I, de- I definitely felt not. like there's some they got some <laughs> stuff they got right on and some stuff I I just felt like this feels like it's a little like through a kaleidoscope or like a looking glass or a funhouse mirror or something and then. I'm interested now, but again, like I said, it could also be suffering from like first episode-itis where, mm. you know, they just like, they can't find their footing until, you know, episode two and then you're like, oh, okay, they backed off of all of that and now it's really about this yeah. family and about these characters. And Does it you know, feel like it's going to become like a cop drama? It's It, it feels like it, start, it feels like it started out as one. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Like it yeah. fully starts That's out as like Andrew Garfield is the main protagonist. He has to report to this crime scene. It is clearly going to be all about him trying to unpack this mystery and sort of become like, oh, we need a we need a person. We need we need our guy who is the straight man who is experiencing everything in the book through a very like television series <laughs> sort of experience. way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. It's, but it could, that could change again. Halfway through the first episode. What the fuck am I talking about? Why am I talking about it at all? I don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. I'm going to start it tonight. But but it is lo- the, the, I'm the men to hear who your like we have to email about it. Yes, please. The men who commit the crime are demons. Like they are evil. But I'll be interested to see if there's also this implication that like everyone Mormon is crazy because that's right. the thing is I don't I, think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. That's good to know. Um, because it is just like something people do. But I feel like a lot of like studio people are almost like. Oh, Scientology is Mormonism is being Baptist or whatever. Like, it's all just insane people. And then I'm like, oh, well, how was your Seder? You know what I mean? Because you literally do religious rituals. And that's amazing. Of course. What if I just started to be anti-Semitic all of a sudden (laughs) at the end of this podcast? You know, it's like I'm literally talking to people who feel like they're fully removed from the idea of religion at all. But like you're not. And most people we know are not. Um, It's just that we only see these extreme versions of it on TV and in and in movies. And it's like. Anyway, that's why you should make my show Christian Club. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I'm, I, I, can I invest in it? I'm not sure how that works. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hey, this is Alden Ford. And Mujan Zafagari. And we are here with all the other creators of Mission to Zix. Hello. Hey. You're not going to say our names, too? No, no. It's a no. short promo. Yeah. yeah okay. sort of speed now, with it. the end of our fifth and final season just a few weeks away, we want to say thank you to Maximum Fun and to every single one of you who has listened to and supported Mission to Zix. Thank you. And if you haven't checked it out, well, Mission to Zix is an improvised space opera with blockbuster quality sound design, a score performed by an actual 60 Peace Orchestra and hilarious guest comedians on every episode. And as our final episodes air, now is the perfect time to jump on board. Mm-hmm. That's Mission to Zix, Z-Y-X-X on Maximum Fun. Okay. 
Okay, I can, somehow I've held you now. My is my prisoner for almost an hour, and I have to do no. this mash game with you. Um, so I'm trying. I'm trying to think of some fun mash stuff. I mean, I've got some tradish questions that that I got to get in here, but. Um, pursuant to this conversation we've just had i'm sort of curious like are there is there for example are there three you know historically religious events that if i could send you back in a safety bubble in time are you did you have the curiosity to like see those things happen or if not a specific event at least a certain era of uh of time in which you know cer- a certain religion was developing or you know what i mean is oh, that for an sure. interesting question okay so give me yeah. three three places or three eras that you would love to get to look back at if i if nothing bad was going to okay. happen to you so Sorry to be basic, but obviously I'm going to see the parting of the Red Sea. I Great. mean, I've seen it at Universal Studios, but <laughs> didn't really blow my wig off there. <laughs> I want to see the real one. Um, that's like as a kid, something that's always like so fascinating. You're like, what? And, you know, especially because I grew up on the ocean. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, how did you do that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going back to that. Um, I'm going to go. I will join... Joseph Smith in his jail right. cell. Definitely. Right. I want to see what the angel said. I want to know, you know, how Joe was feeling, uh-huh. um, the size of this cell. Yeah. Everything. Great. Um, and then let's do, I mean, I'll go, I'll go water into wine. Right. Yeah. No, no. Let's go loaves and fishes. Loaves okay. and fishes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. So I do love bread. All right. Um I- <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about fish? Delicious. Love. Right. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, this has caused me to now, and I know that this was featured in a Simpsons episode, but for the life of me, I can't remember any of the rides, but wasn't there like, isn't it that in the Simpsons where there's like a religious, like a God, like amusement park? Am I making that oh, up? Oh, yeah. There's a, well, there are a few. There's a oh, okay. Um, okay. Noah's Ark in Kentucky. Okay. And then in Buenos Aires, there's um, a Christian amusement park. Okay. Well, that is fascinating. And at like the top of the hour, like G- this giant Jesus like comes out of the ground and spins around and they play music. And then like all these old ladies cry. And Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you know more than I, um, three amusement park rides that are foundationally religious based on a religious text or a religious story um, that either you know exist and that are going to go into your amusement park pre-existing or in this amusement park you're building three that you've never heard of before that you're pulling out. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, well, we got to do the arc because, yeah. you know, kids love animals. That seems really fun. Yeah. Um, I would love some sort of like David and Goliath situation where on the ride, like you're David, you know, and then there's just this giant. Um, yeah. And then you get to like, pull something and like shoot your rocks yes like, that'd be pretty or fun. you're or you could be choose to be in the rock that gets like swung and that is like a high speed ride like Phew! yeah okay David yeah. and Goliath great okay and then this is probably more of an attraction I don't know how the ride ride would work but I am like a Christmas enthusiast I love uh-huh. Christmas so I mean we got to go to the nativity like I want to see these wise men, you know, I want to see their gifts. Um, yeah. I want to see what kind of barn we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And it I could always be a good wonder- dark ride, right? Like an Alice in Wonderland, a Disneyland kind of dark ride where you're in exactly. a little car and you're sort of going through as they ask for shelter. And then you could, it's basically <gasps> oh, yeah. like Las Posadas, but it could be like an exciting dark ride. 
Yeah, you could be like Mary in your little car and going from in to in. And, yeah, and they all and then turn animatronic you away. people are like, no, but I don't. How about my grandma? You know, that could be fun. yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, uh, let's do three foods that in this reality we're creating uh, this alternate universe. There, there's nothing bad for you. There's nothing bad for the economy, the world, the forests, the anything. Uh, there's nothing. No such thing as too much sugar in a thing. No ramifications, physically or otherwise. Three things that you would love to be able to have in perpetuity at the snap of your fingers. It's not the only thing you eat, but you can have it free of guilt. Oh, free. well, one time I had a foie gras bonbon. That was the best thing I've ever eaten. It's the only time I've ever eaten foie gras, but yeah. it was foie gras dipped in dark chocolate. Amazing. And okay. Yeah, so Let's get that... you some more foie, foie gras bonbons. <laughs> um, I guess if we're taking, like, corporations out of it, like, honestly, I would just go, like, the McDonald's two cheeseburger meal. Right. Um, it's so good. Those cheeseburgers can't be beat. They don't need me to advertise for them. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> they're McDonald's. I said yeah. it again. Um, and then I would say, like, I don't know. Sometimes I do just want to bite into a baby. <laughs> And I don't. But have you seen how? Have I you know. seen them? It's an amazing. It's an amazing <laughs> instinct that humans have to bite something cute. It really is. Yeah. Like some crazy interesting DNA stuff. It's like a fat baby like yeah. leg roll. Yeah. If yeah. they couldn't feel pain and it was fine and I wasn't technically a cannibal, like I would just take like one bite, maybe with like some brown butter. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, God. Brilliant. Oh, that's the first time anyone's ever said baby. And now it feels like the most natural thing in the world. Uh, okay. Amazing. It's, sick. it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Okay. Three movies that you can jump into whenever you want. You're not reliving the plot. You're not a character. It's just you're in that world. You get to be immersed in that world. Oh, oh, geez. This is so hard, Janet. I should have prepared myself. I can't. I'm sorry, but I just can't accept preparation for a mash game. That's part of the magic and frustration. Okay, mermaids, but I oh, would be in the clock tower with yeah. Jake Ryan. <laughs> Speaking of s- hot, yeah, spe- I know, no, but it is Jake Ryan. Let's be honest. <laughs> that's all we. That's all we care about. It's Jake Ryan. <laughs> yeah, right. mermaids. Yes, and eating Cher's little sandwiches too. Like, yeah, yeah. and I would fuck Bob Hoskins. Great, 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 great. <laughs> They're all Adorable. for mermaids. You know what? Yes. Let's just go three different scenarios for mermaids. <laughs> I'm committing to that. <laughs> Fingered in the clock tower, eating Cher's little sandwiches, and okay. f- having Bob Hoskins go down on me. Okay, great. And full British Bobby accent. H. <laughs> great. Okay. Uh, next category, let's do three. Well, now you got me into sexy time. So three um, alternate universe partners it can be a character, you know, the person played this in a movie it could be a, bo- a character in a book uh anybody any era any age mm. whatever paul bunyan great <laughs> great <laughs> michelle pfeiffer in greece too oh my god yeah just <laughs> no one hotter i There's mean no I one don't, hotter it's, on the it's, planet. it's difficult for me there are like i could i could definitely do this category with just michelle pfeiffer characters like i definitely know. could do dangerous liaisons like oh i, sh- I shouldn't I shouldn't. I couldn't possibly. And dangerous definitely minds. Do, and <laughs> you definitely do dangerous minds. Could definitely do uh, Catwoman, like the sexiest. Yes. Cat, I mean, very, very sexy. Um, and yeah, and a hundred percent Grease too, Michelle. I mean, yeah, everything she's done, I just really am into it. Okay, great. And then I'm just gonna go Sam Rockwell in anything. Anything. Yeah. 
What a delightful Actually, man. just real Sam Rockwell. Yeah, yeah. Sam Have Rockwell. Have you met Got him? It. Do you know him? I've met him. Uh, a, I've met him a little bit, and like was trying to play it cool. Like, yeah, he's what's so up, what's up, hot. And he's really, Ugh. he's really really. He's special. from the Bay Area too. Oh yeah, maybe I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew that. He's also intentionally childless, which I really appreciate. Uh-huh. <laughs> intentionally childless is he just decided to never have kids yeah. really young, and he hasn't. Good for him. Good Sammy. Okay, <laughs> uh, next category. Let's do three alternate universe jobs that you can try out. I'm not committing you to it, but mm. let's try. Let's try something else on. Uh, a magician. It's... Great. Uh, the the first female magician at the Magic Castle. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> What's going on there? <laughs> Never seen a woman in my life <sighs> in that place. Um, I just want to like be the taster mm-hmm. at the Doritos factory. Yep, 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 yep. Just fresh off the belt. Is this good? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. Uh-huh. Ranch is on point today. Great, great. And then you know what? Let's do it. Cool minister. Great. Cool girl minister. Great. I don't know why I also Love make it. myself a girl. Like, in <laughs> why is my multiverse as sexist as my current job? <laughs> so sad. <laughs> okay. Uh, alternate universe. This is a buddy. This can be, uh, again, a real character. It can be someone from uh, some point in history, an existing person. But this is like, you know, it's not a full-on mentor. That's very official and robotic sounding. But more just like, but maybe it is someone a little older than you that, you know, continues to sort of get to things before you do. So you can be like, I got to ask you this. When you were in a similar Mm. situation or when you were in a totally dissimilar situation, I still want to know what you did because I still want to take it that way. Or whatever. Mm, okay. Um. I guess uh, James Earl Jones in Field of Dreams. Great. He's a good mentor. Great. I'm going to go with that little fat kid from Jojo Rabbit. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> he oh. seems wise. So good. <laughs> Great. And then just uh, Bobby Hill. Great. Great. <laughs> Two children. I, under- I understand Why? and support all of these. I really am very satisfied with this. Okay, great. And then, um, okay, so final category, let us do three musicians <laughs> that you want to hear their Christian album. Oh, that's so good, Janet. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, this, oh God, I can't, I can't say the one I was going to say. You can't? Well, because I was going to say R. Kelly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, okay, yeah. So in this alternate universe, he yeah. is not a sex demon yes. and rapist. He's a good guy yeah. with the same voice yeah. and lyric abilities. Yeah, great. Okay. Great. <laughs> just clarifying. Totally clarified. I'm not listening to it anymore, I swear. Yeah. Uh, Sublime. Great. Great, 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 great. <laughs> And let's go, I guess, Marilyn Manson. Right? I mean, that's no, good that's penance. another predator. Yeah. I know, but it is good to imagine him having to, like, croon about Jesus our Lord. There is something exactly. that's, like, very, like... Like, make him do what? it. Yeah, 100%. He's not okay. happy about it. Okay, okay I'll great. stick with the wolf and wolf's clothing. Okay, great. All right. Uh, give me a number between one and seven. 
Six. Okay. While I do this, um, way to pick a satanic number. While I do this, uh, <laughs> will you please tell people where they can find you, what they should be paying attention to in the Amy Miller world? Yes. Well, I you can find me at amymillercomedy.com. I just released an album. It's called California King. You can buy it on Bandcamp. You can buy a vinyl, turquoise vinyl that's beautiful. Ooh. I have CDs. Remember those? And you can stream it somewhere. But they took a lot of comedians off of streaming in the last couple weeks. So I'm not exactly sure where. But I don't know. Try iTunes. Um, I think Why did not- they? Do we know? Because they don't want to pay us the same amount as musicians. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, so that's a lot of my response my, to that. They actually put this started a few weeks ago. They put my album on Spotify and then took it down within 24 hours when they found out that it was comedy. Ugh. So, but Bandcamp is cheap. That's a good option. I get yes. money from it. Um, and, you know, it's like seven bucks, but you can also get physical copies that come with a download card um i also just released a special comedy central half hour it's on youtube comedy central's youtube it's called ham mouth i have a lot of dates coming up that i need to update on my website but you'll see them soon maybe today great um (laughs) denver seattle indianapolis austin i'm all over the place and just follow me on instagram amy miller comedy sometimes i put you know sexy stuff up there Amy Miller Cleavage. Comedy. Yes. Et cetera. <laughs> Amy Miller Comedy. Um, okay. All right. Well, I am also very excited about the outcome of your 100% <laughs> guaranteed MASH future. I can't um, wait. It's looking real good. So, okay. One thing I forgot to do is <laughs> I forgot to actually um, give you a place where your mansion apartment chakra house is going to be mm. located. So I'm going to go ahead and say that it is uh, next door to the clock tower uh, in Mermaids because mm. it's a cute small town. I know you like the movie. So it's inside of that movie. You have this, you have this mansion because um, you did get a mansion and you are certainly going to experience the extreme hot clock tower sexy scene uh, from Mermaids. So congratulations on that. Thanks. Um, I'm so excited. It's going to be hot, hot, hot. Now, I also want to congratulate you on the rad Noah's Ark ride that you have made possible at this Christian amusement park that I guess is yours. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know it. I don't know. I, I know you've seen... The thing that I'm excited about is I know you're going to do an amazing job at this uh, amusement park because, as you said, you have seen the iteration of the parting of the Red Sea at Universal Studios. Yes. Now you have also seen the real thing. So you have had the first person experience and you will demand nothing but the best I'm from so excited. your amusement park. It's probably um, how I got so it. horny for that clock tower <laughs> moment. Right. Absolutely. I was yes. like, you want a part of Red Sea? Come over here. <laughs> what? So gross. <laughs> Soak me. Soak me. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, you also have the ability. Yeah, this is very this is very sumptuous. Suddenly everything feels very sumptuous to me. It's very mm. sumptuous that you What's have a the mansion. Effect I have. <laughs> this and, and listen, this is where I'm going with this. It's very sumptuous that you have this mansion. I feel it's very sumptuous, obviously, to have this like the grandiosity of the parting of the Red Sea, that experience of seeing it. The the Noah's Ark ride has like this sort of the magnum size of of things. Um, 
you also have unlimited foie gras bonbons. Oh, which yes. Which adds to this sort of like, oof, opulence. Uh, What's ha- I'm almost tired because everything's sorry just to heavy the animals and sexy on my and velvety. <laughs> Um, they're not affected. Don't you worry. Uh, I also want, I, and then also even just this seems sumptuous. Being a magician at the magic castle is so unnecessary. It's this sort of like, oh my plush, god, like opulent. Like who knows where you're probably using diamonds in your act. I don't yeah, know. It's decadent. It's decadent. It's a decadent job. So congrats Ugh. on that. Thank you. It's a castle, too, so. I mean, it's a castle, and it's magic, so uh, Mm. that's very sumptuous. I love Um, it. And then we kind of get into this more sort of like down-to-earthness where, you know, here you've really really humbled, you've turned this R. Kelly character into this just like God-fearing Christian, (laughs) God-loving Christian. He hasn't done a bad thing in his life in this alternate universe. He just loves the Lord. And that's what he's devoted his time to. So you're going to hear his album. Oh, um, you're going to be able to hang with Bobby Hill. Uh, oh. Nothing fancy. These are people who are bringing you down to earth. These yeah. are people who are anchoring you to reality. Sweet and Bobby. You know what I mean? He's going to love that arc, by the way. He's go- <laughs> Bobby's going to go nuts for all this shit. Magic? He does magic. Come on. So Bobby's, Bobby's there. And uh, listen, as much as I would love to say that a human giant Paul Bunyan would ground you. I can't say that. As much as I like to say that the sumptuous <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer could ground you, I can't say that. But what I do feel is that Sam Rockwell, who you did end uh, up with, yes. is going to keep you grounded. You know what I'm saying, my friend? Oh, this well is played. such a beautiful future. Right? I love it. I got all the ones that I wanted oh, the most. I mean, you scored. You scored. It's so, perfect. I'm glad you picked that devil number. I would have lived in a shack with Sam. I don't give a fuck. Well, it may come to that. I don't know. Some of this <laughs> seems like it could you could burn out real bright uh, and quick <laughs> on some of this. So uh, if it's headed that way, then you're going to have a beautiful, humble life with, with Sammy. Um, Amy, this has been so much fun. I, I feel like we spent a lot of time talking about big concept stuff and not a ton of time talking about your high school years. But I also feel like we had a pretty good snapshot. Yes. We've done some good work here today. They were weird. I think it was amazing. I think everyone's going to love it. I had fun. I can't wait. This is a great precursor. For those of you who need a primer before you sit down to watch all 10 episodes of Christian Club, (laughs) uh, which were picked up directly to series by Showtime, uh, by Chateaupol TV, um, (laughs) that is going to be a treat. And uh, I got to get back and listen to some episodes of your podcast. I really fell into a quagmire of not not listening to any comedian podcast because I was like, oh, I just want to talk back. Like, it's very narcissistically frustrating when it's somebody that you're like, but I'm, but I know them. I yeah. gotta, I gotta, you know what? I'm gonna text them. And they're like, fuck you. This episode came out two years ago. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> For sure. Um, but well, I love those texts. So, please oh, good. Enjoy. Okay. Well, I've got a lot of work to do. You're gonna be getting a lot of <laughs> backlog of, uh, of texts of things I felt like needed to be heard by me, uh, by you. Um, so thank you so much. And please, everybody, uh, check out that Comedy Central special. Follow Amy on social media. What are you, crazy? Come on, do it. Um, and I will be headlining at Sketchfest whenever we do it again. January. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Why am I threatening you? Um, okay. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for letting us vent. And uh, I hope everybody's taking care out there. I will talk to you next time on the podcast. Mm-hmm. 
This show is produced by Julian Burrell and Christian Duenas. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.